Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. When we think of God giving His Son to us, we usually go right to the cross, and that's understandable. But, and hear me now, we cannot bypass Jesus' incarnation. What do I mean by incarnation? His coming in the flesh, His taking on human flesh. Jesus' journey from heaven to earth was the longest, most expensive, most significant journey ever. And I hope in this podcast to uh, somehow the other get that across. There is no way to adequately describe this amazing transition from heaven to earth, but I'm going to give it an attempt. And we're going to do that as, as, as I attempt to explain the scriptures that talk about it. But first, let me just tell you a little story. There's a story of a father and a son that was out for a walk one evening. And this young son and father are walking along, talking, and they come upon this large ant hill. And they stop to look at and wonder at the sight. And they see all of these hundreds of ants scurrying about and, and doing their duty. And uh, the father, as he looked at that, he saw an opportunity, a chance to give this young son a lesson. And so he asked the son about the possibility of communicating with those ants, of asking them what they're doing. And of course, the son uh, knew, as young as he was, that uh, that was not possible. And then the father said, but what if... What if we became an ant and went down there and then could we communicate with them? And that's exactly what Jesus did for us. The journey of a human uh, to become an ant, to be among them, is much less of a journey than the journey of Almighty God coming down to also become a human. As I said before, it's the longest, most expensive, most significant journey, transition ever. The the primary passage on this, on the incarnation of Jesus, in my opinion, is Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 and following. Listen to what the precious Word of God says. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or held on to, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross." For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What an amazing and awesome awesome and majestic passage of Scripture that is. 
But I want you to understand the context of that passage. And to do that, we've got to read verses 1 to 4. The first verse is ahead of that. And Paul is talking to the Philippian church. And he says, Therefore, if there's any encouragement in Christ, if there's any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if there's any affection and compassion... Paul said, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, reunited in spirit, intent on purpose, on one purpose. Now that's almost impossible. It is impossible in the flesh because we human beings have a hard time getting along on an ongoing basis. But but he goes on to say in verse 3, here's what he says. How are we going to maintain that? Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Now, Paul's talking about that. Humble yourself. Look out for others ahead of yourself. And then he says in verse 5, have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, and goes on to explain what Jesus did, how Jesus humbled himself. And what a great humility it was as he who is almighty God. And we have got to uh, remember that and emphasize that. Go back and listen to the previous podcast, podcast number 188, where I talked about the fact that before he came to this earth, Jesus existed eternally as God of very God, God the Son, the second person in the triune Godhead. He is and was God. And, and you, we've got to understand that God Almighty himself came down and took on human flesh. The scriptures say here in verse verse number 6, he existed. That word existed. uh, Listen to what Vine's Expository Dictionary says about it. Uh, That word existed is the present participle. And it always involves, this particular word always involves a pre-existent state prior to the fact referred to. And the fact referred to here is his coming in the flesh. Prior to that, in his pre-existent state, he existed as God. And it also refers to a continuance of that state after the fact. And so after the fact that he became a, a human, he was still God of very God. He existed as God prior, during, and after after the fact, this implies his pre-existent deity, Vine says, previous to his birth and his continued deity afterwards. We're talking about God. And the next ver- word says he existed in the form. That word form, um, Vines quotes a f- person named Gifford. It is the nature or essence, not in the abstract, but as actually subsisting in the individual. So this isn't, he didn't mirror, uh, just kind of mirror or reflect, but he actually existed and subsisted as deity, as God. And he retains that as long as as he exists, which is eternally. And so these words mean something. They're important. When you read these words in Scripture, he existed in the form, in the very being of God. And although he existed in the very form of God, he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or held onto, but emptied himself. Now there is what is known as the kenosis or the emptying of Christ. And that's what happened here in, in, the, uh, uh, in this event, in this journey, in this transition from heaven to earth. Jesus emptied himself. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's start by what it does not mean. It does not mean that he lessened or gave up his deity. 
when Jesus came to earth and was born as a human, he didn't become less than God. Uh, his deity was not uh, taken down a notch, uh, and he absolutely did not give up his deity. So the emptying of Jesus does not mean that in any way, I want to say this very clearly, that in any way he became less than God or gave up his deity for a period of time. That did not happen. I like the way uh, Pastor Tony Evans put it in, in, in an article that I read. He emptied himself into human, into a human uh, a body, into humanity. And, and, and that's true. While still fully God, he became fully man. Now, let's talk a little bit more about what he, it meant, though, uh, when he said he emptied himself. And, and you know, as I studied this and I thought about it, I read the uh, notes in the study Bible, the John MacArthur Study Bible, and, and, and here's what John said, Johnny Mac said, and he said it so well that I, I just want to read that and let that speak for itself. Um, Jesus did, John says, however, renounce or set aside his privileges in several areas. His privileges, not the actual essence, not not the actual uh, attributes, but his privileges, he gave up or renounced for a period of time. Here's five things. Number one, his heavenly glory. He gave up his face-to-face relationship with the Father in heaven, and and he gave up the outward display and personal enjoyment of his heavenly glory for a period of time. And uh, Jesus, in his his earthly, uh, his great prayer, his high priestly prayer, rather, there in John chapter 17 and verse 5, he says, Now, Father, this is at the end of his earthly life, just before he died, he says, Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Before the world was. And so there was a period of time in the emptying of Jesus that he set aside that face-to-face relationship with the Father and that outward display and personal enjoyment of the glory that he had. He gave it up for a while. Number two, he gave up his independent authority and submitted to the will of the Father. In verse 8 of of Philippians 2, it says, Being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by, by becoming obedient, obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Do you remember uh, that that Jesus said uh, in his prayer there in the garden, not my will, but yours be done, Father. And that's how he lived his life. And so his life on this earth, he gave up that independent authority, submitting to the will of the Father. Third thing in this emptying, he gave up his divine prerogatives. In other words, he set aside the voluntary display of his divine attributes and submitted to the Holy Spirit's direction. So he didn't give up his attributes. He didn't give them up. He still had them, but in how he displayed them and how he acted on them, it was led by the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 4 Verses 1 and 14 kind of give a little insight into that. Luke 4, 1 says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led around by the Spirit into the wilderness. Verse 14, and Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And so Jesus very much was, was uh, directed by the Holy Spirit. He lived under the authority of the Holy Spirit in the display of His divine attributes that He possessed all along. Number four, uh, he gave up his eternal riches. While on earth, Jesus was poor. 
He was poor and he owned very little. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 says, says this, uh, and I, I really love, love this. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sake He became poor, so that you through His poverty might become rich. He gave up those eternal riches for a while, became poor so that we could become rich in God. And then five, there was a time where he gave up a favorable relationship with God. Matthew chapter 27, verse 46, while on the cross, he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And in that moment, God turned his back on his son for our sin. He experienced our separation, our punishment for our sin. And so Jesus did empty himself. And so at at the time of Christmas, and as we think about the coming of Christ, the first coming, before we get to the cross, we have got to get to the manger. And yet he was more than just a cute little baby in a manger. More than that. And on the next podcast, we're going to look at that. We're going to see some more of what this coming of Christ, this first coming meant uh, as we talk about uh, the prophecies that preceded and as we talk about the priest that was involved that is coming and we talk about the preparation through the forerunning. But until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.